0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb, and today we are talking about God of War: Ragnarok, developed by Santa Monica Studio, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Happy New Year, Caleb. Happy New Year.
1: Woo! Woo.
0: Yes, this is the first episode of 2023. Oh man. Yeah, I hope you had a nice holiday season.
1: Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Nice and relaxing yeah (laughs) but no 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 it was uh of course my son's first christmas that was uh he had no clue what to do none no of course not man he's he's not even one yet he he like he was just kind of like what's this i'm supposed to tear it but you yell at me for destroying things (laughs) like but but i'm supposed to destroy this oh so it goes in my mouth now (laughs) (laughs) but no, it was it was super adorable Good. it was it was awesome it was really nice to to spend that time with the family and everything like that yeah and of course it had its difficulties you know as our long-term listeners know around this time last year i lost both of my grandparents mm-hmm. grandmothers and uh so there were there were of course traditions and uh long-standing things that we had to uh pivot with i i guess is the best way to to put that that uh to kind of keep some of those things alive or Mm -hmm. or learn how to how to continue moving on without them but still the memory was there and you know those those good things but it uh it was still very nice good and it was good to remember them how about yourself man
0: yeah it was nice i mean it was you know i mean it was a little i don't want to Use the word depressing or disheartening or whatever, but as you know, you know, and and listeners know, right? The fiance and I were saving up towards the wedding, and yeah, and usually for Christmas we actually go pretty hard for each other. Yeah, you know, we like to spend a lot. Yeah, um, we're also doing a new thing where we're um we're letting our dogs have more free reign of the house when we're gone. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent, and I mean, I understand everybody has a different opinion on this, but I'm a yeah. big proponent of kennels. Yeah. Um, I like kennel training. I. I, I I see kennel training just as a small child with their room, right? Yeah. Where does a child go when they want to play and play with their toys? They go to their room. Where do you send a child when they've been misbehaved? You send them to their room. So a kennel does not necessarily need to, you know. It's
1: it's their safe place. Yeah,
0: it doesn't need to have a negative connotation. It can be used for both. And and
1: If you haven't noticed, I'm in full agreement with you. Both of my dogs are kennel trained, and I love the fact that they're kennel trained um because they do like i i have a palm ski that when she's when she's tired when it's time for bed she literally puts herself to bed and mm-hmm. that's that's great instead of not really necessarily having a place where she feels safe or anything like that she she has this place that she can go to and you know with basically an infant in the house both mm-hmm. of them are like okay I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go hide now. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> and they go into their kennels. And yeah. you know, we've stopped our son because he wants to, of course, like crawl in and join them sometimes. Of and course. it's like, no, that is their safe place. Yeah. You need to respect yeah. that and everything. And he's learned and everything, but you know, it's, I'm a, I'm, I'm right there with you. I understand. Yeah.
0: So, so they've been doing pretty well, right? We've got three dogs ourselves and uh, they've been doing fairly well. I should say Um, the, the bigger one is a Husky and, She's not her typical Husky. Like she doesn't really do the loud talking and that kind of stuff. She is a bit of an escape artist and she every now and then will, will get a burr up her butt and want to dig a hole in the backyard. But other than that, she's a really good dog. Yeah. And I don't know what's been going on the last couple of months, but she has just been a nightmare. She is we have plants all over our house. She has pulled those down and pulled them out of the pots and wow. eat the dirt and spread it all over. The, yeah. Um, wow. you know, she destroyed something that the fiance bought. That was like oh. a limited run thing from some guy on Twitter that she follows. Oh. Um, yeah, and so she bought a couple of like posters from him yeah. and, uh, and the, the Husky destroyed one of one of the two of them. Oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So like we've been struggling with that. So
1: That's, yeah, I, I've known you well. God, I th- I've known you since you've got your dog. Yeah, she's always been a fairly good dog, mm-hmm. so that's m- maybe she's sensing the change.
0: I, yeah, like I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but so like we didn't put any decorations in the house, we didn't put up a tree, you know, and 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 you know the curse of twenty twenty kind of still lingers, um, you, you know, like we've also had quite a, a bit of personal stuff, yeah, um, with our niece, yeah. um, and a lot of stuff that's going on with that. So like we didn't really feel. Hugely in the Christmas spirit. Um, yeah,
1: when you're when you're not surrounded by it, I yeah. guess. Like last year, I don't even think me and my wife put up a tree. Mm-hmm. Like because we were expecting our son. So we didn't we didn't really have a Christmas. We didn't buy each other gifts. We yeah. were saving money. We were prioritizing things exactly. and all that other stuff. So like last year, that's how I felt because like we didn't have a tree, we didn't have decorations, we didn't have presents, we didn't really celebrate Christmas. We like so that whole vibe. Yeah, wasn't, it like permeates. Yeah, like it it, it
0: puts it, you in a mood. So <clears throat> you know, so Christmas morning, you know, again, right? We didn't have any presents under the. We didn't have a tree. We didn't have any mm-hmm. presents under the tree. Um you know like so I just was like no I'm gonna make the best of it so like I put on Christmas music and I was like singing in the shower and dancing around go. the house and trying to cheer her up Christmas Eve we uh you know we have a, a long-standing tradition where Christmas Eve we go to through a Starbucks and get a cup of a couple of um hot chocolates and go drive around and look at Christmas lights and we nice. went we went and did that um. So you know, and then you know Keep we spent you could
1: alive. Yeah,
0: and so we you know we spent the Christmas morning with with her family, and then in the afternoon we went and spent some time with my family. So it was nice, but again that looming feeling of like this isn't really Christmas because things have just been tough for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. You know whether it's one thing or another, and you know like I've been spending uh, a lot of the last couple of weeks being like. Um, you know, it's not gonna be like this forever. We're gonna get better. It's gonna be yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, next year will be our year, and we'll really go out. So we're like, we're already looking at like, well, we'll get some, you know, chicken wire or some plexiglass and put that over where we're gonna put decorations, so the dog can't get into them. And you know, get a get a a, a cage to put around the tree so they can't. Get I was about to say. It.
1: So because of my son, mm-hmm. um, right, we had to find a baby gate. Yeah. that went around the, the tree, and so like I'll send you the link. Thank but you. It. it, it it worked out really well, and it literally like on Amazon, it's like dog baby gate, it's like tree protector gate or something like that. And it was it was fairly cheap, yeah, and it worked phenomenal. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Send me the link. We'll look into it. <laughs> so,
0: but other than that, it was good. So, I hope you listeners had a wonderful time. Like absolutely
1: whatever but- holiday spirit you guys celebrate or anything yeah
0: like we said in that in in that last episode whatever you were doing whether you were celebrating or not just hoping that everybody's safe and doing well and hope you're all excited for 2023 and we're gonna make this year better right
1: absolutely
0: so speaking of family god of war ragnarok it it showed up and we played it Oh yeah. Um I'm I'll let you go first. I'm going to go ahead and take a back seat here. Okay, okay. So, what was uh how excited were you running up to the release?
1: Uh, of course. So, uh, you know, we you play through God of War, mm-hmm. right? The 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 remake or relaunch or however you want to play. it. God of it War 2018, way. whatever yeah. you want to call it. And uh beat it and I was like, "Oh my god, this is phenomenal." And you you knew by the ending of that game like this has to continue like there are still storylines that aren't finished here Mm -hmm. right yeah you've only met two of the Aesir gods you have well I guess four technically Mm -hmm. um but like you know they've made mention of Thor and they've made mention of Odin and like you you've you know you have to meet them right like and and then just that that big cliffhanger with with thor showing up at the end thor showing up at the end and And fumble winter starting absolutely Uh, well and then you have um oh my and her name is spacing my mind right now um the the mom uh the the mom is in feya or the mom is in freya
0: freya atreus's mom no the other Baldur's mom Baldur's mom that's freya
1: freya yeah man <laughs> um it's okay it's her, only... <laughs> her last words of basically you're you're not gonna live this down. Yeah. you know like i'm 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 going to spend every waking moment coming after you yeah. type deal um like there's that storyline hanging out there and so like it wasn't a surprise because i think it was like six months later mm-hmm. they were like god of war ragnarok yeah and that's all you got was was the the title right Mm. and the the symbol the omega symbol and uh so i was stoked right yeah um as time went on and more and more of the game was being like sneak peeked i guess Mm -hmm. i avoided all of it okay I did not know what Thor looks like. I didn't want to know. I knew a lot of people had a problem with the way that Thor looked in it. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to look. I don't want to know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it's their interpretation of it. I, I'm i excited about the I don't want to know anything. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think I saw a trailer for the game until the, what was it, Ben Stiller. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, who was it charles barkley no it wasn't charles barkley Uh, ben Stiller and uh john travolta and you know that live action one where they're with their children and ben stillers dressed up as kratos yeah and they're (laughs) using kratos and atreus as a metaphor and i was like this is fucking amazing (laughs) and then um felicia day did a um, like a catch catch up? Oh, okay. To tell you the story of Kratos and Atreus from God of War 2018 in mm-hmm. like a storybook setting to kind of like prep you. That's fun for the game, and that was really cool. I saw those two things. That was it. But I was I was so pumped yeah. to see where the story was gonna go. I knew that this took place several years down the road. Treus was going to be much older mm-hmm. and that, like, there was, of course, Fimble Winter was in full effect, yeah type deal, and I just was like this this is this is going to be awesome. <laughs> um I did have fears, yeah, and that's just because we've been burned. Mm. We've been burned so much. This last year, right, starting with Cyberpunk, which, if you know, again, long-term listeners will know, I was so excited for that game. Mm -hmm. I, I bled that game. Like, I watched every trailer. I watched every gameplay clip. I watched everything for it. I was so excited for it, Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why I avoided this one so heavily Mm -hmm. because that was such a huge letdown because of what I saw. Yeah. Right. Like they were, they were showing the scene in cyberpunk where he goes down into the street and there's like 80 people in the street and he's like bumping into him and they're yelling at him and they're fighting with each other and they're doing all this stuff. And it's like a living dystopian society. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get into the actual game and there's like three people on the street. Yeah. And like one of them's passed out in the corner, you know, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. So if I don't see anything, then there's no real expectation set. Right. Like, but they did 2018 so well that I was like, even if they just kind of made it the same game, I would be okay with that. Mm. There are very few games, very, very few that before this podcast and really only because of this podcast have I gone back and played some of these games otherwise I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. I don't go back and replay games really there's very very few that I'm like I want to play this game again Mm -hmm. God of War 2018 was one of those where I, I would just be like I I want to go back into this world. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I loved experiences. I love the combat style. I loved the dialogue. I loved the storyline. I like there is so much in this that I absolutely loved. So I was like, as long as they keep it at least at that level, right? Like, right. we should be okay. Mm-hmm. We should be okay. So I but super hyped. Now I know that you weren't right a huge fan of the fir- or of 2018. Right, you haven't been a huge fan of the God of War series in its entirety as is correct. And granted, the first six games, mm-hmm. I think it is, are a lot different than these last two. Mm-hmm. A lot different than these last two, and that's why I push so hard for you to play 2018. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I understand the first six. That's that's a a different type of action game yeah right to me god of war 2018 was like an action rpg Mm -hmm. right and so i was like maybe you'll like this one more yeah not really knowing the characters or anything like that and everything but you know you want to know the full thing of course listen to our podcast yeah with that in mind go ahead What 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 was your uh (laughs) Begrudging, <laughs> <No, laughs> yeah. So, what was it? Like,
0: like I knew it was. Kind of, so you know, I so it, I, on that show, what I said was, I'm not in love with it, but I get why people do. I probably won't ever go back to replay it, but I did enjoy my time with it. My biggest complaint with it was that there is a fundamental shift in Kratos as a character from those earlier games to the 2018 one. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm aware, they never really divulge much into what happened to get him to kind of transform from what he was to what he is in this 2018 one. Yeah. And so that was my biggest hang up was I was like, I don't understand why this person is worthy of redemption when I haven't seen anything of him redeeming himself all i see is him being a tough person falling into old habits yeah and so, I, and so that's where I kind of left it. Was I was like that little piece was not enough for me to really connect with anything. So coming into this one, yeah, one hundred percent. I was like, I'm not following anything. I'm not paying attention to the news. I'm not seeing any gameplay stuff. I'm assuming what I can expect is a lot of the same from the original, but a continuation of the story. So it did, it, I, it did give me hope yeah. that there would be more to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I. The, and 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 what i'll say on on Ragnarok is i walked away surprisingly happy i still don't foresee myself going back i didn't 100% complete it i got through the main story but i again i was like I at least enjoy being in this world. The combat is so much fun when you
1: get like a, when, you know, and when you liked the combat. There, uh, there were things that you liked absolutely. about the twenty eighteen, right? And combat was one of them. And exactly. combat's a big one. And like, combat was so fun in the first one, and I was so glad that it continued in this one.
0: Yeah, I like. I liked moments in twenty eighteen. I liked the moment of you going and getting the chaos blades. Yeah, you know, I yeah. liked all the life lesson stuff. You know that that Kratos was trying to impart on Atreus. I I even liked the I, I mean I liked the moment where Kratos goes into the light in uh, Alfheim and comes out and, and Andreas is like, where the fuck have you been? It's been hours. And he's just a pile of dead elves around him. Like, yeah. I yeah. like that. I liked moments in the game, but as a whole, like I said, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. So yeah. with this one, it was a lot of the same. I was like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm not in love with what I'm doing. Okay. You know, like I said, you and I are two different people. Yeah. When it comes to this game, I'm, I'm 100% for a fact ironic i know for a fact that you probably got a hundred percent completion on this game
1: i did i did yeah it, it's one of the few actually that i've actually uh, trophy wise a hundred percent completed and i i did i was actually really shocked because it wasn't something that i was actually striving for mm-hmm. i was just enjoying my time in the world yeah and i wanted to do everything that i could and of course in in doing so <laughs> you hundred uh, percent you know unlock uh, all the trophies and everything like that. Um, but, and I get where you're coming from. Like I, I, I saw it differently from mm-hmm. the first one into this one, yeah. right? Like you, you made the statement about uh, Kratos, not necessarily like having redemption. Mm-hmm. I never felt like he deserved it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's how he saw it. Right. I don't deserve redemption. I'm not striving for redemption. I want my son to do better. Mm-hmm. So that he doesn't have to redeem himself. And that's how I saw Kratos in the first one. It wasn't so much his story as Atreus's story. And Kratos trying to let Atreus and show Atreus that even though they're gods, they can do better. And he says that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be sorry. Do better. Yeah, Right? And... Like, those were the things that, like, I took away from it. Where Kratos is, he he saw the monster that he was. He acknowledged that some of the things that were happening were putting him back into that monster that he was. He didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I got the hint that his wife helped him kind of heal through some of that. Right. Um, And you didn't quite necessarily know how. Mm-hmm. Right. But. Kratos has never been a person. And, and, and that's where maybe my knowledge because of playing the first six games, mm. Kratos was never a person that would ever talk about how that happened. Yeah. So knowing that's who he was as a character from the get go, it wasn't something that I expected to learn from the game mm-hmm. because that's just not who Kratos is. Yeah. You know? And so like that's, that's why I enjoyed the storyline of the first game so much. So I was hoping going into the second one that we would see more of that development, not of Kratos, but of Atreus mm-hmm. and maybe more of that bond building, because that was the other thing. Like there were moments in there that were out of character for Kratos mm-hmm. in the first game, like when he, you know, Atreus breaks his mother's knife. Yeah. Right. And Kratos, like, basically goes, look, when you were born, I took metals from this land and medals from my homeland. And I r- merged them together and I created two blades, one for me and one for you. And when the time is right, I was going to give you yours. Here's your knife. That was something I never expected, from, mm. like a level of sentimentality that I never expected from Kratos. So, like, those were moments in the first storyline that kind of was like, whoa, like... <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing the best that he can. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what made me connect with both of these characters. Like there are times where I fucking hate that little pissant in the first game. <laughs> when he first finds out he's a God and he's oh, just all cocky as shit. and Everything. Dick, yeah. I cannot fucking stand him, mm-hmm. but it shows his growth through the progression of the game. And I think like, because I replayed it for the first podcast, right? Mm. And I realized, because I was just kind of pushing through the storyline really fast, because I didn't need to do all the extra shit. I'd mm. already done all the extra shit. Yeah. I I'd basically unlocked everything I was going to... I think I. that's one of the other games that I've 100%ed. <laughs> um, so, like, I realized, like, when you kind of push through it, it makes some of those growth moments feel very quick, where when you kind of play the game naturally and you're like oh i unlocked this area and you start exploring that area and atreus is a dick for quite a while Mm -hmm. you know when he kind of matures you're like oh this is okay and that was stuff that i was worried about going into this game right was like are they going to push through really quickly through some of these aspects of the storyline and overall that like I did, I loved the game. I loved the storyline. I loved the gameplay and I like, I think they did better. Mm. Like I, I, I feel like they brought this game up Mm. from the last one, not only storyline wise, but gameplay wise as well. Yeah, You know, like, they made the world just different enough where there were moments where I was like, oh, I remember this place, but it didn't look like fucking this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And that was cool. And then there were like the combat was very similar and I really liked it. And then they incorporated some of the other character gameplay, which I was like, this is cool, too. Mm. Um, And there were things that I hoped for that didn't happen. I'm kind of sad that they didn't happen, but that's. Those are all things that I was just like. This is what makes me love a game is mm. when I'm like, when I'm upset because I was like, oh my god, what if they do this? And I was like excited about this thought of like it potentially happening. And then when it doesn't, I'm like, oh, well, that's it's kind of sad. <laughs> like I wish that kind of happened, you know? Yeah. And like they hit some heavy hitting things in the storyline. Like there, this was a to me a very well rounded game that. Not only rounded out Kratos and Atreus, but like you got more into Brock and Sindri. Mm -hmm. You got more into Freya. You got more into Freya. I can't. Fea. Fea. Why they had to name them so closely together? I don't know. Or Fey. One of the. I think. I I think it's Fey. Could be Fey. I think it's Fey. But I. She's brought up like a handful of times in the game, Mm. and so and and they don't really use her name, I think, except for once Um, in the first game. Yeah, and this one they like, as I said, they use it maybe a handful of times, so it's not one that like sticks in my memory. But they uh, um like you get even some of her built out a little bit more, Mm. and you like it was kind of cool. That way, so like I really liked this game. Yeah, I
0: um I'm actually like right there with you. So I really enjoyed those flashback scenes, um diving more into the relationship between Faye and Kratos. Yeah, uh I, they they did a lot right, and I and I agree with you. This fe- this feels like a an improvement on the first one, and that's how sequel should
1: go, in my opinion. So here's my question for mm-hmm. you. Now knowing the sequel does that potentially change your view on the first one? Because it fills in some of those things that like with the first one where you were like, you don't understand this gap mm-hmm. between Kratos in God of war three. Right. right. And Kratos in God of war 2018. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that growth, but because of these flashbacks, it fills in a lot of that growth.
0: What I would say was, I would, uh, and I don't, I would like maybe a little bit more. I'd like a little bit more of that past, of that flashback, a little yeah. more fleshing out what I would really like. And this is just me personally. And this is like, and I'm not, I'm not going to use this to take away from Ragnarok because yeah. at the end of the day, I suggest playing Ragnarok, even though I don't love it. It's a hell of fun game. Yeah. It's got a great story. It looks beautiful and it's, it's fun as hell to play. But I'm not in love with the game and I'm not in love with the series. The thing that I would love the most, I would love a flashback where Kratos, in a like mad fit of rage, meets Faya. And she and him have that moment where he realizes he wants to start changing. You know, that defining moment of where he goes from the earlier games to the newer one. It, 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 in the in the hero arc story, right, it it always like the hero has to they, they get so low into themselves and they they become this yeah.
1: ball of anger and rage, right? I, take he Star Wars, to, he has to meet his wizard mentor first,
0: or or has to or <laughs>
1: his space wizard mentor, <laughs> Vader and
0: Luke, and yeah, yeah. and you know like Vader is just so angry, he's just working for the emperor, and then in Return of the Jedi, he realizes. I love my children and I'm going to sacrifice myself for my son and daughter. And then... Right then he redeems himself. That's the kind of scene that I'd like. I'd like Kratos to be like, I'm in this Midgar and I hate everything and I'm gonna just fuck everybody up and fuck this planet and fuck everything. And then Faye shows up and she's like, Hey, are you good, bro?
1: I don't know if I would want that.
0: And and that's why I'm saying it's only
1: for me personally. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just trying to add on to it because I I, again you don't not knowing Mm -hmm. the first six games, right? Like the ending of God of War three, he basically like. In, I, I think it's God of War 2, and, and I may get this wrong. Don't don't eat me up, <laughs> <Right>. guys. It's <laughs> right. been a really long time since I've played the, the first six God of War games. Um, He basically finds out, like, Zeus is the sower of all of his chaos, mm-hmm. right? Like, Zeus is his actual father. Mm-hmm. He was born a demigod, just like Atreus. Um, through his actions, became a full-fledged god. Um and Zeus has basically just sown all of this chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And what like really upsets Kratos, like one of the big things that really upsets Kratos, and again, it's a theme that you you hear in these games, is that the gods don't care about people, yeah, right? And like he sees like Zeus, absolutely doesn't. They're, they're just things to be fucked and toyed and, and killed and, and played with and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? And that, that's what sets him off. And throughout it, right, like Zeus and Athena basically just used the crap out of him. The entire game series. And then Gaia uses the crap out of him. And all he's ever been is a tool. And at the end of God of War 3, he kills Zeus and then, like, vanquishes the spirit of Athena and then kills himself or tries to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you see it in some of, the, some of the armors and everything. He's got that big scar along his abdomen. Mm-hmm. That's where he takes the god killer sword. I don't remember what it's called in in God of War 3, but he takes that and he literally skewers himself with it because he's like, all of this just needs to end here. Mm -hmm. So with his mentality being that tired of being used as a tool, tired of, you know, fighting, tired of living this type of life, I don't know if we would see him in that fit of rage because in these in these games, he doesn't go into that ra- rage in the cutscenes unless if it's literally a matter of life and death, and he tries everything to not put himself into that situation mm. first, right. You're right. so I think it would be more of a a scene where he comes upon her fighting. mm-hmm. And during that fight, gets kind of put into that moment, and then thrown into that rage. That would Yeah, you know, like so, something like that, where it's not necessarily like he's just angry to be angry, mm-hmm. but he, she sees that monster that's within him. Yes, and and kind of is like, whoa. And that's a better way of putting whoa. it. Yeah, that's a better way
0: of putting it. I, he. It, 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 If he is so, he's the way that he is and he's unworthy and he wants it all to end and he's tired of being this rage monster and he knows that killing gods has consequences and he just wants this crazy killing cycle to stop. Yeah, that moment of like, I'm going to go from all of this hatred and woe and aggression and, and everything to being a family man. Like, yeah that's what I would like to be involved in. And again and, th- I, and again it's just
1: for me. And I, we only caught a glimpse of that. Now I will give you that. And like yeah. we saw that progression cuz when in one of the cutscenes, scenes like he's he's very hesitant to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Like he is very like okay yeah
0: <laughs> but i loved the scenes where they're having a picnic on you know on the beach yeah. and then you know you go down and then they, they go around and they're marking the trees and you can tell that he's like i don't want to talk about you going and she's like eventually it's going to happen
1: yeah and like, we all go eventually yeah, yeah
0: and like it's great like i loved that i just it was like a little bit more you know would have made me happy but again right like is it the difference between really enjoying it and loving it maybe is it but did it you know, but
1: did it make me hate this game? Absolutely not. You know, okay. I mean, there are plenty of games that I... was I've... just wondering, because yeah. that was one of the big complaints for the 2018 version, mm-hmm. was you don't feel like you were given enough reasons to give a fuck about the characters.
0: And and that's it, right? Why... What happened from, from the older game to this one that made him try to be somebody who was trying to instill in his son to be better than him, what gave him that idea? What changed in him to want to pass on that ideal. And I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, but again, I still think it's a hell of a fun game, and I definitely think people should play it. And I'm assuming you're giving it a glowing recommendation. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. No, I, 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 and I think there's a couple of other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, not that you're not. F- I just want to make that statement first off before I say this, but I, I'm a big family person. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted kids. Yeah. Always wanted kids um and then now having one of my one of my own and i i said this in our our last podcast of like i played the game originally back in 2018 when i clearly did not have a child (laughs) clearly um and the way that i looked at it was entirely different like i enjoyed the story and i enjoyed the growth and everything like that but playing back through it again to record the podcast there was a lot there that i was just like wow like as a dad now i was just like oh my god this Mm -hmm. this hits on different notes right yeah and so like there's there's that level of difference as well so like even going into this there are things that hit that like i'm i i'm seeing down the road type deal going oh my god 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 (laughs) you know um not that like of course me and my son are ever gonna go live this type of life or anything like all right son Grab your bow. I was going to say, I really going hunting.
0: I want to see you just all muscle bound in a loincloth carrying
1: a giant axe <laughs> right, and, and right. going and hunting deer an, an, with your boy. An unrealistically giant axe yeah. that like, should not be able to be wielded one-handed, by the way. But, you know, physics, whatever. Yeah, I'm a fucking god. <laughs> yeah, we don't play with physics in Midgar. Midgar.
0: Um, yeah. It's Midgar? Yeah. See, when I say Midgar, I, Im- I immediately think Final Fantasy VII. So which it's, is I'm always like hesitant to be like yeah. wait a minute is Midgar the middle realm in Norse cuz again funny right because I don't they, know they Norse also use uh, yggdrasil Yeah which you know isn't that Lord of the Rings Yggdrasil? Yeah.
1: No, that's the life tree.
0: Yeah, but I thought that was a Lord of the Ring thing too. Lord of the Rings thing too.
1: But, oh, you're thinking of the uh the one name of the sword which is very close it's similar. No, oh, okay. Um um but uh, like yeah, so like just just seeing those, mm-hmm. right? Like I I just kind of was like this these reactions, these type of conversations, the type of conflicts, like those are those those hit differently for me. Not only like As a father, but, like, kind of being a son like Atreus, Mm -hmm. very curious, very kind of rule-breaking, very, you know, and, like, my parents, just the the type of conversations that me and them used to have, like, it hit on several different notes for me. And that's that's a big reason why I was sucked into this one so much, and I loved it so, so much, because it it just—the storyline— drove me on so many levels Mm -hmm. and it's not that i i hold it against you or anything or i'm like oh my god chris how could you i just i just can't believe that you just (laughs) didn't love this game like it was so amazing you like it for all the right reasons yeah you know and and you you dislike it for understandable ones like and I, i get all of that i just man yeah this game like logical standpoint Motions completely aside. Beautiful world. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about going into Fimble Winter in all the nine realms and it just being white. Yeah. Like, ugh. Oh, that's so hard to just white, mm-hmm. you know? And they did such an amazing job. You know, you actually get to visit. All nine realms, which I was like, that's fucking amazing as well. I so wanted to do that in the first one. And you don't really get to. Um The Combat. Incredible still. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely amazing. Had a hell of a fun time. Even on the hardest difficulty, it felt smooth. I did not feel like I was put at a disadvantage because of lag or, or any kind of weird fucked up thing like that you know what I mean yeah where, it, it runs where, really well where you're like in the middle of something and you're like oh I'm trying to do um oh, nope nope I'm fucked because i'm I, I did this and I didn't mean to do this and everything just the the button layout and configuration of everything was really really great um it just it held up to the difficulty of the boss battles. Like it really did the uh you know the first game had the Valkyrie fights, mm-hmm. this one had spirit warriors um that uh in all honesty, I think the spirit warriors were easier, okay than some of the valkyries that you <laughs> face in the first one um but that final one. But they're like, a- again, like after I, so I didn't, I, I didn't watch anybody else's gameplay. I didn't see anybody else's build out. I didn't look at any of that stuff mm. until afterwards. And of course I did my own thing, but there, there are, of course, even on the hardest difficulty, there are combinations that you can build between, because the customization in this one, yeah. again, they brought it to a completely different level. Absolutely loved it. Um, I wish there was a couple of things they would have changed with a couple customization, like your son's armor mm-hmm. is just cosmetic. Yeah. Where like in the first one, it gave you different stat boosts. Yeah. And now, now in this one, you can still upgrade his bow, which you could do in the first one, but like that's it yeah and 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 i was like why did they get rid of like the different stats like they could have made those more customizable in my mind or upgradable as well like all of kratos's gear Mm -hmm. right i wish they would have done that but otherwise like the customization was top tier yeah um so like you you can build some way fucking overpowered Mm -hmm. build outs between the armor the weapons the runes the the all of it, oh, all the right?
0: all the stuff you can enhance, yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, so like you can actually beat that fight in like under fifteen seconds on the hard. hardest difficulty. It's it's ridiculous. I saw a guy do it, and I was just like, that's insane. And so then I did his build out, and I reloaded my my game from before I beat him, and yep, nice. under fifteen seconds with that loadout, you're just you just annihilate him. <laughs> it's crazy. Um so like that's where I was kind of like uh, I wish they would have made those a little bit more difficult like mm. it's cool that you do this and you got to do put in a lot of work to make it happen but at the same time like it's supposed to be like the fight you know Yeah that the Valkyrie Queen fight in that in the 2018 game it, it, it didn't matter your build out Mm. like you that was a tough fight and it was supposed to be and i was kind of hoping for the same thing here yeah so the fact that you can build a build out to annihilate it so quickly Mm. yeah but like overall great game great game enjoyable gameplay enjoyable storyline enjoyable visuals like a lot to explore there's a lot of collectibles if you're into that too there's there's a lot throughout this entire game mm. and you can learn a lot about the norse mythology too if you if you look in the right places and everything like that um speaking of the collectibles mm-hmm. the poems did you read any of those no no nah. they're uh references to playstation games okay like yeah, it, it's, it's so, they're so funny because they're written like Norse tales, uh-huh. but it, it, it's, it's literally references to like Sony PlayStation exclusive games. That's fun. And I was like, that's, that's a nice little, a neat little Easter egg. Yeah. Like if you play through this, of course, like you should read these cause they're, they're funny to read and it's they're a little bit of a puzzle like some of them where you're like oh that's that is painfully obvious that's horizon okay you know like painfully obvious. redheaded
0: woman who destroys mechanical beasts
1: kind yeah. of a thing uh, that's almost exactly okay like how it's <laughs> described you know yeah. uh, uh, like uh, animals made from metal or something like that and, and yeah you're like that's horizon. Okay. That's a hundred percent horizon. Okay. But then there are other ones where you're reading it and you're like, what the oh. <laughs> it, You know, it like takes that that beat to, yeah. to kinda kinda get it. But it th- it was a cool little Easter egg. Like this game was filled with awesome little Easter eggs through it. Not only nods to previous God of War games, but other PlayStation games and and other things in general. It was mm. Those were really cool to find throughout the world and stuff like that, too. So, like, I, I, yeah, I highly, highly recommend
0: it. Nice.
1: So, we'll go ahead and get a
0: spoiler warning, and then I think you're going to take us through the plot. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of our uh, favorite moments. Hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Boop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Of course the uh, the game opens up and you're hunting. hmm And if, as I said, Atreus is much older, I would say, now, definitely, in his teenage years. Yeah, uh, where the first game, I think we were discussing, it, he, he's like 10, 11 years old, something, something like that. that. Yeah. this one I would put him around 16, 17 years old. Um, maybe maybe young side, 15. But it's definitely those those mid-teen years. Yeah. Um. And <clears throat> like Kratos is backseating it the whole way. Mm-hmm. Like literally, they, it, it's not like in the first game where steady, hold your breath, take aim. You know, he's just like, all right, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are fucking ready. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out here. It's fucking cold out here and uh i don't wear shirts yeah and so you know shoots the deer fucking loaded up on this sleigh being drawn by wolves yeah uh which was which was really cool and then uh you take off Mm -hmm. and of course you're you're going and you're you're talking about fimble winter and how long it's been and how it's getting harder to hunt and all the all the dilemmas their gear wearing down like which I really appreciated because, you know, you built up all of this gear in the first one and they're telling you, like, because of Fimble Winter, it's breaking down even his axe mm. where it's not as good as it once was. And Atreus's bow and their armors have broken and all this other stuff. So they're basically back down to scraps because of how much time has passed, which I was like, nice. Nice. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, I, I thought you'd like that. That
0: was that was good. A good way to be like, you don't get your equipment from the first game. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah. You're well, back to sticks and stones. I, you see, and I've I, I brought that up before. Mm-hmm. When you take a game like that and you max it out and everything, and you try to go on to the the sequel and it's supposed to be a continuation of the story, like I hate the games that are just like, Well, we're not gonna explain it away. You just don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So even taking the and it's literally like maybe a minute conversation between the two of them that's just a uh, uh like a little just this is what happened we're done and that's that's it yep right that's, that that's your that that's your uh prologue and uh then Freya attacks mm mm-hmm. And you go through this live action, you know, button sequence of fighting her as trying to escape on the wolves. And Atreus is still trying to just like explain to her, like, we saved your life. We didn't like, we didn't try to hurt you. And Kratos is just like, she, you just don't get it, boy. Mm. Like, you just, you just don't understand the parents' love yet. Like, you will one day, but you. This will never stop, you know, mm-hmm. and you see that Kratos has kind of become resigned, uh, you know, resign, uh, sound to that or whatever. And he, he just he's accepted it like she will always hunt me. And if she kills me, she kills me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to die yet because I've still got more to teach you. So I ain't going to go easy into that good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and that's basically it. Yeah. Like he he just he fully accepts it um but of course through through the sleigh ride you escape her and you get back to your house and you pull up to the beach that is no longer a beach Mm -hmm. that you pull up to in the first game with the the log Mm -hmm. and uh you kind of like carved away some of the stone and built a, a little little den for the wolves and like you, uh, open up the gate and the wolves go in and everything like that. And you close the gate and you go to ask Atreus if he needs help. And he's already hefted up the fucking whole deer mm-hmm. and he's fed the wolves and he's done all this stuff. And you just you see it this moment where Kratos is like, "I'm proud of him." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This game's gonna be fucking awesome." <laughs> Sold. I'm fucking. I'm done right there. Right. I'm. I'm good. like awesome um and uh atreus makes a comment about going in and checking on fenrir Mm -hmm. which i was like fuck yes fuck yes fenrir like i know the story of some of these things Mm -hmm. right the actual norse mythology behind some of this and i know that a game Cannot do the true Norse mythology <laughs> on how Fenrir came to be. So I liked this. This was good. This was a good substitute to that, right? Because, right. like, you can't, you can't, no. No, no, that's just, that just doesn't make for fun gameplay. That would have been one of those moments that would have, like, in the very first God of War on the boat. Yeah you would have just been like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like if they added that, I would have been the same way. Yeah. Like just, no, nope. no, nobody wants that. I'm done. <laughs> um, but then you, uh, you go into your house and you kind of start getting settled in and you, you're kind of telling Atreus how proud you are of him and everything like that. And then you hear a, a knock on the door and you open up the door and it's thor Mm -hmm. and he just kind of politely asks to come in of course you you have mimir mimir is in the house he's Mm -hmm. not with you so like atreus hides mimir and and all this shit and uh you let thor in he takes off mjolnir and sets it on the table and you put your axe on Mm -hmm. the table and uh, Atreus brings a couple of cups And he pours the wine He goes to offer one to Atreus And you stop him And he's like You could have told me before I poured it and, <laughs> and everything And uh, he starts He starts making this talk About debts and owes And you know Killing his children and everything Which you fully expected mm-hmm. 100% expected Um, uh, But this is That's after he talks to the raven Mm-hmm and the raven flies out the window and he starts talking about it. And then a little while, you know, you you hear another knock at the door and it opens. And this moment was so awesome for me. Because, one, I love this guy as an actor. Richard Schiff? Oh, my oh God. yeah, he's great. Fucking amazing.
0: Oh, and and they did such a good job with the mocap. Like, it looks exactly like, like exactly like Richard Schiff. Exactly. Exactly. Like
1: yeah. I, like, the moment I saw him, I was like, Oh shit!
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what kind of energy he's gonna bring if you've seen him in anything? Because I yeah. mean, the man is a chameleon when it comes to the roles that he plays. For those of you who don't know who he is, right off the cusp, I will take over this part. If you've watched West Wing, he's in that. Don't know the name
1: of the guy, to- uh, Toby. Okay,
0: he plays Toby. Uh, but I, have, I know him, of course, from uh, Jurassic. Jurassic Park Two: Lost World. Yep, he is the guy who, unfortunately, after saves saving everybody from falling high tree, off tree Thin high. Yeah, <laughs> high high, hide. the high hide, the high hide. Uh, yeah, You're high and you hide. Yeah, <laughs> he he unfortunately gets ripped into by the T Rexes. Rest in peace. Just doing his best, but
1: yes, continue. <laughs> um, uh, he's he's in a he's in a doctor show. I've seen him as a doctor. Oh. It, like yeah, I said, he, I, those he, are the he does, he does a bunch yeah. of stuff. I mean, the man is a great actor, great actor. Uh, what I liked more me and my wife, like West wing, mm-hmm. uh, which is really funny because, you know, politics and right. all that stuff. But uh, we, we like West wing. We, we love the acting in it and, and all that stuff. And he brings it, it. She put it best when she was watching him. She is like, he is Toby like this that's that's the energy and the charisma and the, the personality type of toby mm. from west wing that he puts into odin and i was like that makes perfect sense because in west wing toby's a speechwriter; he's the head speech writer and uh so odin's whole thing is words mm. away with words right yep. like it's it's phrasing it's all about how you spin it, yep. it, it and, and that's Odin's big thing and so Odin comes in and basically outs Atreus because Atreus unbeknownst to Kratos and us at this point like we had no idea has been searching for Tear, mm. and he basically tells Atreus stop like you stop searching for tear we have no problem i'll let i'll leave you be Mm -hmm. um you killed my grandsons you stop searching for tear
0: we'll call it good yeah never the twain shall meet again
1: no problem yeah and uh he goes now thor on the other hand you've got a debt to pay and so that's when you get into a fight with Mm -hmm. thor and that's a pretty cool fight. Like that's that, that's that's a really fun fight. I, I enjoyed it a lot where you have Mjolnir and your axe just going at it. Still
0: felt a little Dragon Ball Z to me.
1: I, I think a big part of the reason why it felt that way, because I kind of got the vibe. Yeah, I did. I definitely got the vibe. I think part of the reason it felt that way is one, there's. A part of the cutscene that literally you're just you're just in the air fighting each exactly. other. Exactly. Now, granted, Kratos can't fly, but Thor can. Right. Right. So it's not like really Kratos flying on his own and they're just kind of like zipping and zapping bapping at each other. But they're they're just hanging in the air fighting each yeah. other and they come down in the middle of the Lake of Nine. And this is the other part that felt Dragon Ball Z to me. Thor throws his hammer, you throw your axe, and they hit each other, and they just kind of, like, stay there <laughs> in a stalemate. Right. And it's like the, the those moments in DBZ where, like, I shoot my energy blast, and you shoot your energy blast, and it meets in the middle, and then I scream louder, and it pushes a little towards you, yeah. and you scream louder, and it pushes a little towards me. <laughs> and But, like, I still thought it was cool. Yes. I mean, cool. Yes. DBZ. DBZ also, also a little yes. Also a little yes. Um and then like one of the cool things that I thought, like I thought this was actually a really cool effect. I wish they would have done more with it mm. than just make it an effect is the th- the lightning ice. Mm. Like eventually these two powers just release, right? and you get this huge explosion that blasts both you and Thor back and um you basically see just this giant pillar of what looks like a lightning strike but it's been frozen but you can see the lightning still kind of just sparking mm-hmm. in there and i was like that's that's pretty fucking cool yeah. that's that's pretty fucking cool right and uh but eventually like thor just stops like and he's basically like okay debt's been paid mm-hmm. and he leaves and kratos is like all right we're fucked we got to leave yep <laughs> like we are no longer safe here we are no longer safe here and um so like you start you start grabbing all your shit and you go back down to the wolves, and you pack up all the fucking wolves, and you uh, take off. I feel like I'm missing something. I know I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Fenrir. Oh, yeah. I'm missing Fenrir. I, I was wondering. I was like... That's that's what I'm missing. Um. And so... So, so, you know so
0: Fenrir so Fenrir is dying, and you know you can't save him, and you're because you're talking about um when Fenrir dies and yes. his soul goes into Atreus's knife, yes. Yeah, the, um, the reason I remember that is because I was like, how dare you start this game and fucking kill a, a, a dog-style t- creature that is super loyal? Like,
1: don't get yeah. me to love this game right so off So your fiancé is not going to play it? No. Because a dog dies yeah. in the beginning. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hit me? <laughs> no actually
0: honestly like we she and i talked about it a lot she is like i wouldn't play this game because there's just too much ad uh too too much mad angry men on the screen (laughs) and i was like well you're
1: not wrong um it's like everybody's angry and everybody's for the most part is a man fenrir's death happens like right before you go into the house yeah so like yeah he he's he's crouching over him he's trying to get Fenrir to eat Fenrir takes like a bite um and then he you just kind of slowly passes away and you hear Atreus muttering something and uh during that you do you see like these blue lights kind of come out from him and just kind of drift down and go into his knife and Then you go inside the house. Mm-hmm. So, like when you're when you're done with that, you are. See, I can't remember if after after that fight you actually because I don't think you go back down to the wolves. I think I if I remember correctly, Sindri shows up, and that's when you go to the Um Ydrasil. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now you know Atreus because you kind of get while you're packing, you kind of get on Atreus about searching for Tear. You told him to let it go. He did not let it go, yeah. <laughs> clearly, because Odin's at your fucking doorstep basically telling you, let it fucking go, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Atreus spills the beans that it wasn't just him. He, he would never do something so reckless by himself <laughs> yeah. uh he's been working with sindri mm. and so sindri shows up and yeah he takes you to the world tree right and that's when you guys start trying to figure out like your next plan of action like what do you do next and atreus is like well we need to stop ragnarok we need to find tear like we know this and you're kind of like well, how do you know this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, Atreus is kind of like, well, <laughs> so you remember those like little murals that we found when we first went on our adventure? Yeah, I discovered something cool about those. Mm-hmm. And so he takes you back to that first mural. That um you find when you're first hunting mm-hmm. with Atreus, way back in the twenty eighteen game. Yep. Right. And he puts his hand on it and it opens up a portal. And you go into the portal and it shows you one of the prophecies that basically shows you that there's this war that's Ragnarok and it's the, you know, basically everybody else versus the Aesir. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a mighty warrior that wins this war, and Atreus attributes that warrior to Tyr and says, we need to find him because he will help us stop the war, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, it makes sense. The, The warrior's carrying a spear. He's, you know doing his thing he's in the front lines he's leading the whole thing it's always been the prophecy as we've learned it right so then you're like okay well i'll go with you Mm -hmm. i trust you you get to lead this adventure which was another like big step big fucking step where like kratos is pissed at atreus for Atreus lying to him. Mm-hmm. And Mimir is basically like, you can either keep fighting him on this and lose him forever because he'll keep more and more secrets from you, or you can let it go and trust him. And, like, I think that's the big theme throughout this entire game. Absolutely. Is learning to let things go. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. And, um... So he he takes Mamir's advice again. Some something else that's like big. It, it shows you some even between 2018 and this one some huge character growth Mm -hmm. on Kratos's behalf of he takes Mimir's advice because if you remember in the first one he's basically telling Mimir all the time to shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) like (laughs) know your place head yeah (laughs) (laughs) and in this one he really looks to him as a close advisor and friend and kind of like a brother you know in that regard of everything and um like you actually see feel that kind of family dynamic between Atreus, Mimir, and Kratos. Mm-hmm. Of that, like, yeah, Kratos and Mimir are kind of like brothers, and and Atreus looks as Mimir as like an uncle or, or fatherly figure in the regards of that. Where Kratos kind of lacks just because it's Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're only so much, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so Atreus is like, okay. Well then we need to visit more of these murals and we need to find tier. And so that's that's your plan, right? Um, but like I I, I can't remember the specific order of these. So so help me with mm-hmm. some of this because I did a lot of like, oh I can go here, and I just went off and ran around quite a bit and then, right. then did the storyline again. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember, is that is that the first night where he's like we're gonna need help and he sneaks off i think so because i think it is too because yeah I... yeah so kratos reluctantly agrees to help treas if only to prevent ragnarok mm-hmm. um and that's when they decide to travel to the dwarven realm yeah um to rescue uh where they where they end up rescuing Tier, right? Like because they they basically figure out that is where Tier is being held, um, and so they they go to the the dwarven realm and they fucking basically almost immediately as soon as they get there, the ACR get alerted that they're there, yeah, and they start showing up. And um, that's when you find your your, you still fight the same types of enemies, mm-hmm. um, but you also fight the uh, God, what are they called? I can't remember what uh, what uh, Odin's warriors are called. Oh, the like, but they're they're like
0: they're like the Erderheim or something like that.
1: Yeah um but basically they're the the men and women who fell in battle that the valkyrie took to valhalla and odin is now recruiting and training to make his own army to fight ragnarok because odin's wh- whole thing wh- in his speech is basically like i'm trying to stop ragnarok don't get in my way mhm right and um but yeah so like you you go to the dwarven um You go to the dwarven realm, which I can't remember the name of either because they're all like super awesome names. And (laughs) you find Tear, just to find that he is fucked up. Yeah, like when you find him, he sees Kratos' blades and basically like, I know you. You're here to kill me, Mm -hmm. and just fucking runs. Yeah. And you finally, like, stop him and, like, calm him down and, and, with the help of Sindri, make him realize, like, we're not here to kill you. We need your help. We're trying to stop Ragnarok. And you take him back to um the Holder Brothers' home, which is inside Yggdrasil. And uh, that's when you formulate the plan to then go to Alfheim where you're visiting gora's shrine which gora is the the giant female who prophesized all of this Mm -hmm. like she she had an incredible sight and she did all of these prophecies so in trying to figure out like what the hell ragnarok is how to stop it all this stuff that's your best source but she's dead so you're 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 just trying to visit everything that you can to get all of this shit right Mm. um well of course when you get there the light elves are now in control Mm. of the light and the dark elves aren't and through tear because tear joins you on this you get to learn a little bit more about that, that whole world and the perspectives and everything. And it's actually kind of cool because there's a moment where uh, Atreus is kind of like, oh, shit. So did we help out the wrong side? And uh, Tear asks him basically like, well, which side is the wrong side? Yeah. And uh, Atreus is like, well, I don't I don't know. And Kratos is like, well, then maybe we shouldn't help out either. Mm. And Atreus is like, I think you're right. (laughs) Like, he's he's starting to realize, like, when you first visited it, and this is stuff that I loved throughout the game, right? When you first visited in 2018... Kratos is trying to tell him, do not dabble in affairs that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And Atreus blindly is like, no, they're fucking murdering people. Like, they're the bad guys. Clearly, they just fucking killed these people. Yeah. And so he, like, full-fledged just wants to kill the Dark Elves. And Kratos keeps trying to tell him, like, you have no idea what's going on here stop it yeah and atreus is just that young boy who was so reluctant to listen and this time around he's just like oh shit dad was right Mm -hmm. like and i think i honestly want to say like every adult has been there right like with a parent or a mentor or something like that there's been a moment in our childhood where we're like fuck you you're wrong and then you grow up and you're like god damn it (laughs) you're fucking right i'm not telling them They'll never let me live it down. <laughs> but damn it, they were right. And that's kind of like what that moment was, right? So um you go through, and that's when you learn that Gora lied to Odin about the prophecy. Yeah. Instead of all the realms being destroyed, only Asgard is fated to end, right? Mm-hmm. And all the other realms survive under this new champion who at this point atreus believes to be him Mm -hmm. because it is implied that it is a giant named loki Mm -hmm. which is as we know from the previous one atreus's giant name Mm -hmm. um returning home atreus and kratos have uh a falling out over this, yeah. basically. They get into a huge argument because Kratos keeps telling Atreus, you are not Loki. You are Atreus, my son. Like, you, you, your life is not dictated by somebody else's prophecy, right? Like, don't let it rule you. And But you can get the heavy impression Atreus wants it to be him Mm -hmm. he he wants to be Loki yeah um so Atreus goes to sleep and when he falls asleep he wakens in Jotunheim but it's a part of Jotunheim that we've never seen before which I thought was really cool I thought it was great that we got to experience a different part of Jotunheim Mm Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Well, and if I may, just real quick, I like like this is one of the the changes that I really like. I actually liked playing as Atreus. Yeah. I liked that the gameplay shifts and you go off and you play as him. Yeah. And you know, like you get Sindri as a helper, and and like it, it changes up the formula while keeping it feeling fresh. Yeah. Because.
1: Atreus. It's not just you and Atreus the whole yeah. game.
0: Atreus plays so different than how you play Kratos. I preferred actually playing as Atreus. I did not. Yeah. Like,
1: I had such a hard time playing as Atreus. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I again, it may, it may have been because harder difficult difficulty. Yeah. But I honestly, I don't think it was that. I think it was just his combat style, mm. not my preferred combat style. And the reason why I say this is Atreus' combat style is very much more ranged. Mm-hmm. And though in d and I love playing ranged characters, in action games, I do not. Yeah. So though it was really well done, I, I got to say, like, it felt smooth. I never had problems hitting the target. I never had problems aiming and firing the bow or doing any of that. I never felt like, oh, I can't use this because they don't really allot for enough time for this, that, or the other. Like, I felt it was incredibly well balanced. Mm -hmm. I just sucked at it. (laughs) I really did. It was not – I barely used the bow. Yeah. Uh in, in a ranged capacity. Oh, okay. Because I just sucked at it. Um they added a couple of different things for his bow as time goes on mm-hmm. in this game of course. Um but like I I never really felt the effects of those being added in battle. Yeah. Um so like I, I just I didn't feel as godly Mm -hmm. no and that makes sense because yeah so like I just I had a hard time with it because I'm just like man I'm firing these arrows and he like when he's playing as an npc you fucking doing massive damage to these guys Mm. and I feel like I'm barely doing anything and that could be because again harder difficulty yeah but at the same time I'm like but when I play kratos you still feel like a powerhouse I totally feel like a powerhouse (laughs) And that's the difference between them, though. Atreus is not supposed to be a powerhouse. No, he's more nimbly-bimbly from tree to tree
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and that's I think what's why I actually preferred it I liked getting in there hitting a bunch of people doing a backflip to get away shooting an arrow to finish off a guy turning around shooting one of the sonic arrows at a guy in a group and then shooting a normal arrow to explode it knock everybody down running in doing a bunch of you know like doing your special power moves or whatever like I felt like I had more control on the battlefield
1: as the game progressed Mm -hmm. and Atreus got stronger and I had more abilities with him absolutely i had more fun as time went on i also think that's because as time went on i got more used to playing him makes sense um where in the beginning i was like my my play style with kratos who has the chaos blades and the axe this is my approach Mm -hmm. right this is how i handle it i had to learn that with atreus yeah i honestly think if i go back through and i replay you know i would have more fun with atreus's gameplay Mm -hmm. because i got better with him as time went on yeah where in the beginning i was just like this this is painful for me i am having such a hard time like there were a couple of fights where i was playing with him where i was dying to like minions yeah because i just i couldn't I, i I wasn't good with the acrobatic <laughs> stuff, you know. Mm. Kratos just like sidesteps. I mean, he uh, he's, just, uh, just, yeah, flail my arms around. Atreus like slides and <laughs> jumps and backflips and you know like yeah. there's a lot more. He, he he's got a lot more of that flexibility that I just I wasn't used to, mm-hmm. and I don't think I was prepared for when you first get to play him in a fight. Yeah. Right. but yeah, so um. Yeah, so you wake up in Jodenheim, Yep. Right? And you're now playing as Atreus, as we just pointed out. And that's when you meet up with the giantess, uh, Agrabot- Angrabota. I literally just called her Agrabah, and I was like, I know
0: it's wrong, but it I-, is. I-, I don't know how to. It's all these Slavic
1: names. Um, which, like, this is a kind of a neat little part because, like, you can almost tell, like, atreus caesar and he's the he instant boner <laughs> he's just like damn <laughs> now i contribute this to probably the only female his age he has ever seen right like 100 percent. that is what it is well and it's like we're both giants
0: and sh- and she's got like i i know some stuff about you yeah like
1: well and i i like her yeah she's got a Fun personality. Yes. She's she's very lighthearted. She um like she does these things. It it, it almost not as extreme, but reminded me of Mantis mm. from Guardians of the Galaxy. I, mean, I can see it. Right? Yeah. Where she kind of was like. I kind of know what's happening, but I was like, maybe if I do this, but no, it still ended up happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and so like she tells you like, I've got some stuff to show you, but we've got to make it back to my house first. And so like you, you end up trekking through Jotunheim back to her house and like running along giant armor mm. and all this other stuff. And it it's kind of crazy because you're, your uh your <laughs> normal size but you know like they're giants and all these other giants that you've seen are giants so eventually they will be giants right <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know yeah. why that like you're, shook my head so much. Yeah, you're like, but I it really did. I know that
0: I'm normal sized, but I still feel like I'm a little small in this world because you know that eventually they'll be giants. Yeah. But like, so like, it's this weird kind of middle ground of like, everything feels small, but I know that I'm not honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Because I know what's coming. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, but
1: I like I thought that was cool yeah. like how they did that oh it's great it's so smart um but yeah so you you make it back to the house and she basically shows you the mur- mural that you saw at the end of the 2018 game mm-hmm. but she shows you the whole mural where in the 2018 game you as the player a- and Kratos catches the glimpse of it but atreus did not mm. and so it shows kratos's death and atreus going with odin and uh, atreus is like i would never go with odin mm. da, 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 da. and it's like okay so you're gonna go with
0: odin then yeah here in a minute a- right? absolutely
1: <laughs> um and then uh during that you like you ask her, like, do I have to leave? And she's like, not if you don't want to. You can stay as long as you want to here. Like, my my goal, my, my only thing was to basically show you
0: this. Yeah, and she's, I got this real, I don't know if you were getting there, so I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun, but no. she's got this really cool kind of, like, personal story. Yeah. Where she's like, I, I will always be, I will always be somebody in somebody else's story. I will never have my own. Cause my story is to help you in yours. Yep. And like, you can see that weighing on her and
1: like, like how she she tries to like be okay with it. Right. But you can tell, you can tell, you can tell that she's like, and then there's that moment where she's not. mm -hmm. And you, you know, like it, and it is full fledged, like, bam. And I loved it. It's great. It's great storytelling.
0: It's great character introduction. It's great, like the mocap work is great. The writing is great. Just
1: like Jesus fucking Christ, this is yeah. great. <laughs> well, and like you, you, you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you learn that uh, Go- Goa was her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, that she is not the last giant. That her grandmother is still alive. They are the last two, mm-hmm. and. Um, you also learn that in order to protect the giants in a sense that they, her father transferred all of the giant souls into spiritual stones, um, to basically evade Odin, mm-hmm. like to just not be slaughtered by Odin and Thor. Yeah. Um, and so like you're you're going with her and you're kind of going around and you're helping her do the chores and everything like that. And um, you basically find out like she does all these chores because she's taking care of these animals that don't have souls anymore. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you basically find out that her grandmother... Um, who is still alive and basically has completely disowned her mm. um, steals the animals and then rips their souls from their bodies because when a giant does that they can relive memories of these animals and it, it, it's i very much got like Drug addiction mm. vibes from this. Like, yeah. She does it to avoid the PTSD of basically losing all of the giants, her daughter, her son-in-law, like her daughter mostly. But mm. like, and so she just she wants to forget. But the problem is, the more you do it, the more you have to do it. Mm. Like it becomes a need, a necessity. You, you don't know how to live without it right and as you're going along with her a wolf gets captured and so you're like um fuck no (laughs) and so you and agraboda or agrabah Mm -hmm. uh go to her grandmother's house to like save the wolf save the wolf yeah and you basically, like, sneak into this cupboard. And this is this is where I felt very, honey, I shrunk the kids. 100%. <laughs> um, because everything is giant-sized, and you are basically the size of a mouse. Mm. And um, I, like, during this, I literally was like, fee-fi-fo-fum. I smelled the blood of an English chum. And my wife is like, you're terrible. <laughs> and I was like, that's... This is a hundred percent it. Um, right. And those, um, but like as you go through those soul stones that I was talking about, the last thing Agrabota's gotta do is is give them to you. And you basically ask her, like, what do I do with these? And she's like, You know when you know. Yeah. Right. And so like while you're in kind of like her pantry, right? Like yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you find a snake and it's still alive but again it has no soul Mm -hmm. so like you rummage around through the bag and you just grab a marble and you whisper this incantation and the soul from the marble goes into the snake and the snake slithers off yeah and i was like
0: its eyes come back
1: fuck yeah Mm -hmm." i know what he just did (laughs) um because they they mention it in the first game they fucking mention it in the first game. It is it, it it's fucking Jorming mm-hmm. And I was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like this is this is so cool. And um this is when like I think you also learn about like Atreus learns because Kratos saw the soul leave Fenrir and go into his night. Mm-hmm. But Atreus had no idea that he did this. Um so like before this incident, like agraboda asks him so like who's the soul in your knife yeah and he was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and she's like you don't know the soul in your knife like that's not good <laughs> and uh atre is kind of like he pieces it together yeah right but yeah like so i'm like oh cool so like we just created jormungandr mm. like that's that's pretty fucking awesome And um, you, like, save the wolf, but as you're, like, leaving, Atreus is like, look, we can't leave. Like, she's just going to keep doing this. Actually, I think it might have been Agrabota that's like this. Like, we have to destroy this magic bowl that she uses to do this. So you destroy the bowl. Like, you go to destroy the bowl, and the grandmother shows up. Yeah, And she finds you. And so, like you destroy the bowl and she basically just, it's literally like a mess head in a, the lab just blew up in front of them. And they're just like down on their knees, unconsolable screaming at you to fucking leave. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is legit what she's like. She's telling her da- granddaughter, like the next time I see you, I'm going to eat you or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. And like I fucking hate you and all this shit. And Atreus is just like, whoa, This is deep. Yeah. And it is. It
0: it, it really is. I mean, it absolutely has this, yeah, like you're saying, like this drug addiction connotation to it. And also to see, right, I mean, like this right this little girl that we just met, who's saying that my parents are gone, I'm out here by myself, brings up this grandma who doesn't like her, doesn't, and she wants to help save her, and is just, her grandmother's super ungrateful, and does she's like, I don't love you, and I don't want you around, and I will kill you the next time I see you. But it's like, I did something for you to try to help you, and this is what I'm getting in return, even though you don't see that it's gonna help you like
1: it, it's that you, it's that addiction it vibe like 100% dead. though that's, that's it that's that whole and i was like wow that kind of for this whole storyline that little segment kind of came out of left field for me mm-hmm. but but they did it so well yep um so yeah like a- after that you you leave like you go back to midgar um uh you you give back the souls though like you don't take the souls like you realize like oh shit what did i do yeah like i don't i don't know if i'm ready for this yeah like so um, you you give them back to agrabota and she's like well you're supposed to have them and he's like no you gave them to me to do with what i want to and now i'm giving them back to yeah, you because <laughs> i don't want them <laughs> i don't want this responsibility no thank you <laughs> um and so he uh Returns back to to Midgar, and Kratos finds him, and he is pissed mm. because you basically then find out that he's been missing for two days. Yeah, um, and like Kratos is asking him, like, where the fuck have you been? Mm. But he swore to Agribotha that he would not tell even his father where he was who he was meeting with, anything about it. Because Odin has spies everywhere. And if Odin finds out that there are still still giants alive, like, that can be very bad. So you you start to see this tension building up between Kratos and Atreus on all of this because Kratos is, is trying to trust his son and is trying to, like, let his son take charge, but his son just keeps, like disappearing without saying anything and holding secrets from him and like because you get to see the whole story like for me i was just like oh my god this is so frustrating yeah because like i understand where both of these sides are coming from Mm -hmm. right but you can't like For me, I get so invested into this stuff. I'm like, you can't fix this problem. No.
0: Atreus even has a really good moment where you're climbing along a wall, and he's like, I wish you would just trust me. And he's like talking to himself. He's like, I wish you would trust me, Dad. Oh, wait, but I keep lying to you, so I get why you don't trust me. But I wish you would. And it's this internal conflict of like how and again right and in, this whole game is about release of control in my opinion just yep. to, just to give away my thoughts of the whole you know meaning behind this game yeah. it's it's letting go of control of things and it's the same it's thing letting right
1: letting go of a lot of things it, it, that's it, why i said it, like it's it's just letting go.
0: Yeah, it's Kratos being like you need to tell me everything that you're doing, but wait a minute, aren't you don't I need to trust you as a as an as a grown-up to do your own thing and make your own choices and not be in control of you anymore? And then there's Atreus who's like I want to have this control, but I'm seeing that my actions are not as virtuous as I want them to be. I'm making decisions and they're not panning out the way that I want them to and I feel like I'm doing worse why should i not be in control yeah. like why should i yeah. i try to break away from my dad because i'm not
1: doing anything right i should be staying and like there's well there's even that it's moment a great where like uh atreus because uh, this argument of trust mm-hmm. kratos and atreus have a couple of different times throughout the game and in one of the arguments i can't remember which one it is um atreus is like well what about all your secrets yeah like you didn't tell me I was a god. You didn't tell me this. What else are you not telling me? What else haven't you told me? And here's the thing: is Kratos is holding on to this secret of his death. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that moment, by that moment in the game, that like what Kratos is like most fearful of is his son not being ready to go on without him. Yeah. So he's trying to push Atreus that last mile to get him ready for life without him. Right. And there are moments where Kratos even makes comments of like, well, what are you going to do when I'm gone? Mm -hmm. And Atreus is like, well, don't talk like that. Yeah.
0: You're not going anywhere yet. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, you know, and stuff like that. But like, so Kratos in that moment is still holding on to what he believes to be a secret because he doesn't know that. Atreus has seen the mural that shows his death, so Mm. even Atreus knows that he's he's gonna die. Yeah. So now even Atreus is trying to now like instead of getting ready for his death, is trying to prevent it Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want his dad to die. Yeah. Who does? You know. You know. Like i I I, a hundred percent understand that. Like yeah. You know. And so like it was just this funny thing because Kratos even in that moment is like fuck he's got me yeah (laughs) like he's right i'm holding my own secret from him Mm -hmm. and and atreus is like we all have secrets and sometimes we have to keep those secrets to protect other people that we trust and we love and we've promised to and stuff like that and so like there's it gets deep into this thing. Like, yep. this is where I was, like, the story writing in this game, I really appreciate because I do believe that they took it to another level mm-hmm. from the first one. Yeah. But, yeah, so after after he returns to Midgar, you find out he's been missing for two days. Um, and that is, so, yeah, I I it was earlier. I was waiting to see if it was in here, but I'll get it. That is when Freya attacks you mm-hmm. again with her Valkyrie powers yeah. restored. Um, and you don't know it's Freya. Like, you're outside of your house, a Valkyrie attacks you, and you're like, oh, shit, I thought we killed all of these. Like, how is it material? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't they not be material? Like, what the fuck's going on here? And during the fight, you like, Kratos realizes, like, this isn't any of the Valkyries that we fought before. And it turns out to be Freya. Mm-hmm. And I kind of saw this coming. Because I, as I was saying earlier. It is that first night. That first night that you stay. You and Sindri. Like sneak off. As Atreus yeah. Yeah. Atreus and Sindri sneak off. And uh, Sindri opens up a doorway. For you to go into Midgar. And get close to Freya. Mm-hmm. And you approach Freya. And that's that's when you're having that uh the wall when you're mm-hmm. climbing the wall. Because you're at a point where you like the two oarsmen, you know Sindri had his forge station there, mm-hmm. right? So you get there and Sindri's like, I ain't going near that woman. Mm-hmm. She'll fucking murder me. Yeah. So I'm just gonna stay here. I don't want you to go near that woman, but I can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Right. And he even actually makes a comment of, like, are you sure you want to be wearing the arrowhead that caused the death of her son around your neck? Mm -hmm. And Atreus is like, I wear it as a reminder of the mistakes that I made, right? And so he, like, tucks it under his shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he, like, climbs the wall, and during that wall climb is when he has that, like... Why don't you trust me, dad? Well, because you're lying to me. Well, fuck, I understand that. <laughs> you know, you need to trust me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes and he meets up with Freya mm. because you figure out, like, she has been staying in the Valkyrie circle. Yeah. Right? And that's where I was like, I think we're going to fight Valkyrie Freya. Mm. You know? Like, I just kind of got that vibe from it. And what Atreus is trying to do is get her on their side like to apologize one last time and everything like that and basically the only reason why she lets him live is because of their past friendship right Mm -hmm. like but she does take his necklace away from him (laughs) and um so yeah like when like you're fighting freya you figure out it's freya you basically win the fight, and she um, relents after Kratos basically stops a enraged Atreus who, out of fucking nowhere, transforms into a bear. Yeah. <laughs> like he just goes full hulk (laughs) like i I don't know even know how else to put it like just during the fight he he ends up going full hulk because he thinks i I think it's because he thinks his dad's gonna die like there's this moment where his dad might die Mm -hmm. and like that that fear that there's just pure raw emotion takes over and he loses control of his powers and he goes after freya and kratos jumps in and he like basically puts his son in a bare form in a headlock and makes him pass out Mm.
0: uh hey guys so uh the recording for god of war ragnarok actually took us quite a lot longer than we thought huh caleb
1: absolutely i i uh I didn't realize we could talk about this game so much.
0: Yeah. Um, So sorry for the abrupt stopping of this episode. We are going to end up breaking it into two, as you could probably tell by the episode titled God of War Ragnarok part one. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening to part one. We really had a good long discussion about this one. Um, We hope that you guys enjoyed the first part. Uh, Stay tuned for uh, two weeks from now where we'll put out part two. And we'll wrap up this conversation. Like I said, this one just went super long. And we didn't want you guys to have to listen to a three-hour podcast in one sitting. So figured we'd separate it for you. Um, I guess. I guess. We're just trying to be nice. Whatever. Um, so thank you guys so much. Um, yeah. And just if you got any questions, go ahead and just shoot us a quick email. You could get reach us on the Facebook page. All that kind of good stuff. But that's about it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required, no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from the tokens required.